Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we're setting the table for a conversation that's a mix of excitement and, let's be honest, a bit of anxiety for many of us. It's all about meeting the family, the partner edition. Whether it's a casual brunch or a full-blown Thanksgiving dinner, yum, meeting your partner's family and friends is a relationship rite of passage. So how do you prepare? What do you say? And most importantly, how do you stay your true fabulous self? Well, we've got you covered with stories, tips, and a dash of humor to ease those nerves. Plus, we'll share some insights on how to navigate the holiday season, whether you're breaking bread with a new family or creating your own traditions. It's time to turn that anxiety into anticipation and those nerves into confidence. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So first of all, I'd like to start with saying thank you and a massive shout out to all of our listeners around the world. Right now, we are reaching so many more people and I'm so excited that Modern Gaze has resonated with a wider audience. I mean, we have listeners in Belgium and Germany and Spain right now that are reaching out to us and asking us lots of questions and wanting to get more involved. And I'm just so excited that we can use this platform to have fun and share our stories and invite really interesting people to come on and give us advice. But at the same time, build this family and build this modern gay community community and it's really wild and i'm just really excited that we're starting 2024 with this new energy and with this incredible opportunity to share some awesome stories i mean to think and look back on our short journey of modern gays from when we launched you know earlier this year to the community and the network that we're building now is amazing so we love each and every one of you and we wanted to thank you for your continued support Yeah. And on this like idea of being grateful, I'm from the United States and Thanksgiving is this huge holiday and it's turned into a global celebration really about just being surrounded with your friends and family and giving thanks and taking a minute to pause. Mm. And it can be a really joyous and incredible time, but it's also really hectic. Like you're traveling and flights are expensive and everyone's trying to figure out like, where am I going to be? Am I going to be able to come to the family get together or reunion or am I doing Friendsgiving? Or there's also a lot of pressure like for you to show up, like where's your boyfriend? Where's your girlfriend? You may be dating someone and it's an awkward or perfect opportunity for an introduction. Yeah. We're going to talk about the pep talk, the communication that you should have with your partner before you introduce them or before you meet all the friends and fam. And then the first encounter, how it goes down, what to talk about, your first impressions. And then also the reflection and the debrief on how we look at what happened and how you communicate with one another and how we can strengthen our bonds with one another within the relationship. And are we going to talk about the most important thing? What? Food. Food. Food at Thanksgiving. Food at Thanksgiving. Yeah, we're going to talk about turkey and potatoes and salads. And yes. Stuff. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yum. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're going to cover Thanksgiving as well, which is, you know, related to this, but it's not the only thing because this is actually happening on a daily, right? We're meeting our family and friends, Correct. introducing our partners, and it is something to navigate. It's yeah. a bit complicated and it causes a lot of anxiety. So well, I think it's also about knowing when the time is right, yeah. right? Like it's important to know, like I think also, especially around the holiday time, people feel pressure to 
introduce your partner if you're dating someone. Yeah. Or your parents might be like, oh, they might be aware that you're dating someone. And you're like, bring them over, bring them to Thanksgiving. Yeah. So let's just jump into our story and share that really quickly. Okay, let's quickly do that. So I met your family on FaceTime because we were living in Los Angeles. They were all in Australia and mm-hmm. Melbourne. And I would meet your mom really quickly and I would meet your friends one-on-one and I'd meet your parents. And it was really just like these quick, short interactions on FaceTime. Do you know what? I think you were the actual first person that they had ever met. Right. And yeah. that, was, that was via FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah, so that was like a big deal and a very awkward thing for, for me to navigate because my family had never met anybody that I had dated. And it was actually really nice. Yeah. And they were, I think it was probably less complicated for you mm. and it was less things to navigate and organize to make it work. It was just spontaneous. Like your mom FaceTimed you and I just happened to be there. And I'm like, yeah. oh, scared. It wasn't like this organized arrangement. arrangement. Agree. Which can be adding more issues. But for me... My family were like so excited to meet you. They had put together this whole dinner and this whole preparation at their house. Wasn't it your mom's birthday? It was my mom's birthday. Yep. And we went over to their house and they were dressed up. They had a whole like little nosh and nibble and drinks and margaritas and the whole whole little party set up at the house. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was there. Mm -hmm. My brother was there. The dogs were there. Yeah. How did you like feel walking in the door? Well, I just remember walking in the door and I think your mom and dad were had both answered the door for us. And they were like, hello, hello, hello. And I was like, fuck. But it was, I mean, your parents are the most, your parents are like my parents basically. And I, I, I immediately felt the love from them and I felt the support from them. And I felt like I was already part of the family before I had even said one word from them, you know? Yeah. And like right after that, we actually just ended up going out to, to drinks, went to this canteen. No, 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 no. You've, you've missed the whole bit. What? Right before that, your dad took me to another room. Oh. And he sat me down. Oh, who did he? Yeah. And he said, What are your intentions with my son? Oh no. Like, I got not. the grilling. No, he did not. Yeah, darling. I got I got a scolding. <laughs> no, which I, I appreciated. He's just this like very He's a New Yorker. New he's Yorker, like, What are you doing with dad. my son? Yeah. I don't know what that accent was. But yeah, I got the full, what are your intentions? Do you love Garrett? Oh, all the questions. Yeah, like... Intense. Absolutely. Yeah. But I actually feel like that communication and that encounter with your dad, it brought us together. I think that your dad respected me, I respected your father, and I think that that set us up to have a good long-term ongoing relationship with each other. Yeah. It was the first time you met my family. At the airport? Yeah, yeah, I was at the airport. Yeah, And my mom comes out of LAX and she's like, hello! Do you remember? She was like clapping. Yes, <laughs> there's so much energy. And to be honest, instant, really beautiful experience, yeah. right? Like I just, and then the next two or three weeks when they were staying with us, mm-hmm. we just spent every day together, really had such an instantaneous connection. Yeah. And then we came to Australia to visit and I then spent a whole month with them. Mm-hmm. And that was when I really got to know them. And it was like this full... 30 days every day of building a relationship with your family. We, I think, very, very, very luckily had a beautiful experience and it was really unique. We did. Your mother even FaceTimed your sister while I was at the house. So I literally had met your entire family. Yeah. Either on FaceTime, like you had met mine or in person. I think we approached it as, let's just throw it all together, best intentions, See what happens. But I feel like that was our whole, now I think about it, that's, that's been, our, that's, that's our whole relationship. Yes. That's been literally us since day one. 
while that is really special and it was such a really incredible experience and obviously led to us today, I do still know that it was a very difficult time. We had a lot of internal talks about it. We had thinking about like, how are we going to do this? What are they going to say? How are they going to react? Are your family going to like my family? Like it was a lot. Well, I even also, when you invited me to your mama's party and said, do you want to meet my family? Obviously I was very excited, right? But like I had never met my significant other's family before. So I was very nervous and I was very I was actually asking people like, what do you do? What should I wear? What do I say? Because it was something that I had never navigated before. So I actually didn't feel comfortable talking to you about it because I wanted to make you happy and I wanted to enjoy the moment. But I went to my friends actually and asked them like how to prepare and what to do. Yeah, and that's that's good. And I think in reflection, that may have also been something that we could have maybe done better. Yeah. And... That brings me to this first idea of the pep talk. Yeah. And this preparation, this idea of discussing what's going to happen, how it's going to go down, understanding the family dynamics, mm-hmm. preparing for different scenarios. Correct. I mean, I think we did a little bit of a pep talk, but we could have gone a little bit deeper together. Yeah. Maybe like in this kind of example, I think it's important to at least be fully transparent and communicative with your partner, letting yeah. them know okay, this is the scenario. This is my family. This is my This is my dad. This is my mom. This is my stepmom. This is my stepdad. This is my sisters, uncles, brothers. Right. The whole, everything. The whole shebang. And every family is different. Every family looks different. And there can be internal complications or mm-hmm. issues. And not everyone can always be that accepting. Right. Or it's a complicated relationship of acceptance. I think what makes it a lot easier during the pep talk as well is to just show a photo of your family. Yeah. Because I think you can get a really good, I mean, I'm very energy, right? I think you can get a good feel for the vibe and the family dynamic from a, a couple of photos of your mom or dad or your auntie, sister, brother, cousin, whatever it might be. A lot of people think like, oh, you guys are just going to get along. It's going to be beautiful. Right. Like I don't have any worries. And then you don't have to jump into it and overanalyze, right? Correct. But if there is a semi-prejudiced <laughs> member of the family that has an issue or potential uh-huh. issue, uh-huh. you should get a little bit of a warning. Yeah, right? I agree. Nobody wants to be hit over the head or no, be you surprised. Want a heads up. Because then you don't know how to react in those moments. And then you might say something that might offend someone or you could be too reactive. Right. And then you have an issue with the family and your partner and it's not fair for everyone involved. Correct. So what would be some, before moving to the next segment, what would be some boundaries during the pep talk that I guess the the relationship dynamic could align on before you meet family. I think you have to, first of all, set specific boundaries Mm -hmm. with your partner. Like you need to be clear on what you want to be able to share, what you want to talk about. Like maybe they're go no goes. They go or no goes. Like say if like you have particular health status or you have a particular experience within your life that you're not ready to share. There's a lot of goes or no goes. I think a real go or no go is actually humor. I think people have different ways of interpreting a sense of humor. And I think that people can take it the wrong way. You're walking a fine line though, because like say someone has dry humor or they're like, that's who you don't want to get to a place where you have to change your behavior. No. So I think what's important and you don't want to offend the other person. No. Especially a family. You need to read the room and you also need to be aware how your behavior and how your energy affects other people. Yeah, but especially in that very 
first moment. It doesn't mean forever and every moment. It just means that very, very, very first moment mm-hmm. of meeting the most important people of the other person's life. Yeah. You should just be going in as a little bit of a sponge. Okay. Absorb what's going on rather than just fucking dump all you. Okay. In this right. scenario. No, all right. no dumpster here. So I guess for a prep talk or a pep talk or however you want to call this right well it is a it is it's a prevention really, it's message. a pep because you're kind of like you it's know preventing. building up the person but it's prep because you're actually preventing the yeah. scenario of anything but it's also an opportunity to just communicate it's just about sharing some information getting all the details and not feeling like you're walking in blind okay that's so all. so now that we've prepped the talk yeah and we're both aligned and we're actually going to have the first encounter yeah what are some good tips and tricks to make a good first impression? So obviously in this first encounter, you want to make a good impression. You need to have some like really smooth conversations, try to be respectful of the family's culture and traditions and mm-hmm. maybe share a little bit of your own experience and be just communicative. Just be open, right? Okay. I have Don't a- be just a quiet person in the corner and letting everyone just like assume that you're just not interested. Right. I, that's a good one. I would also say to look good, feel good. Bring a nice bottle or bring a dessert to the family's house. Don't, Don't come ever go empty-handed. I mean, look, I can never go to somebody's house empty-handed. You so have to bring. Some I kind always of have to bring. Some, yeah, agree. So you got to bring a nice greeting, right? And make it. If you make it meaningful, it even goes more. It goes farther than that. Yeah. So say if you're particularly interested with some, interested in something, say you're a chef. Bring a cookbook. Say if you're into music, right. bring, I don't know, a Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> like now thinking about it, I wish that I had asked you like what your parents' favorite drink was because I would have bring a bottle of a dirty martini or a margarita. Right. Like yeah. that would have been fun. Yeah. But anyway, we should have so, like, so in that prep talk, ask what are your parents like or what is your, yeah. what's your family into Maybe they don't drink. Friends like? Maybe they're sober. Yeah, maybe that's not right. You got to bring something else. Bring a dessert. Bring a gift of some sort. Do not come empty-handed, period. Correct, correct. I think every first interaction should come with a gift. I agree. That's all. Come with a gift. Come looking your best. It doesn't have to be an expensive gift. It's just going to be something nice. It could be like a it could be a five dollar cake from Ralph's or Safeway. It doesn't matter. Well, well, you know, (laughs) you do your best, do your best. But in this first encounter, conversation starters, be the person that asks questions. Initiate the conversation. Because everyone's going to be asking you questions, trust me. Yeah, and that's a good way to actually avoid you being like interrogated. Right, so don't let yourself be interrogated, be proactive. So take control of the conversation. Yeah, and reflect on your relationship. So when you're looking at your relationship, like, oh, like this place that I went to with my partner, like their son or their daughter share some stories about them and relate it back to the family like like this time when i went with them to go bowling we had this really great experience like do you guys ever go bowling because they're incredible right and like they like did they get that skill from you like maybe it's a sort of totally random thing and they have no idea what you're talking about but they're like wow this person is actually trying to connect with me and i think a good way to continue and have a conversation to flow is to always ask open-ended questions never ask a closed-ended question like a yes Yes or no no. because then that's not that's not going to initiate a conversation like that's going to be organic and feel natural and could maybe lead to another topic so i think if you initiate an open-ended question like how was your day or what did you get up to today i think it will help keep the conversation flowing in a natural way yeah and you aren't there to just 
express who you are, you're there to learn. And you're not you're there, to there to absorb. Just eat and drink. Don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> if you're a shy person, yeah. it's not going to be so easy to like just go up and be you know, asking all these questions. No, but the other but, person would have said to their family, oh, you know, they're a bit shy, you, like help break the ice. Right. And like, you can also just allow the space and allow the conversation to flow and pick up smaller conversations. If you don't feel comfortable being in the center of attention with 15 people staring at you at a giant dinner. Correct. Or like just focus on one person or two people and navigate towards them so that you can have a more intimate conversation. It doesn't feel so overwhelming. Agree. That's a good way to also start to build smaller interactions and relationships within a family dynamic. I love that. What about conflict? What oh, about conflict on a first encounter? Yeah. What about Shit. like awkward conversations? Think hearing something that you don't agree with. Hmm. So for for a very, this is also a very complicated experience for gay and lesbian, bi, trans, yep, all queer and questioning people. Yes, it's it's a very kind of complicated place to navigate because hmm. you have to feel confident in your. Identity. And who you are and your identity. Yep. You have to stand up for your morals and your ethics and really just be who you are proud to be. I think just be, being non, non-judgmental, time, but, just try and be non-judgmental about it right. and be open to hearing whoever it is talking or hear their point of view. And I guess it's not about shutting it down or being too strong in your point of view, but just like expressing your thoughts on the other side about it or the opposition and trying to have... Uh, common collective conversation. I think that if you are in any environment that is disrespectful to you, oh, don't take it. Don't you tolerate don't have to take it. it. You Not don't at tolerate all. Tolerate it. But there's ways to approach that, and hopefully, in your prep talk, you got a little bit of information on how to navigate that. But at the same time, in these first encounters, the more you can take a learner perspective rather than a teacher perspective. I think it's really quite helpful mm. and it's your time to take some notes. I like agree. Take some notes, pay attention, get a notepad, look around. Don't be the person that needs to go in and tell everyone how it is. Right. That could be your second interaction or third one. Right. Sure. But your first one can just be like, okay, I want to know about learn. I want to learn about everybody. Watch and learn as Rihanna would say. Yeah. And the quietest person in the room is paying the most attention to everyone. Well, let me tell you, girl, my mind is never quiet in the room. My mind is going. Let me tell you, boy. And then we get in the car and then we're debriefing, which we'll talk about in a minute. Then that's when everything is unloaded onto you. But I also wanted to say friends is usually a bit more awkward. Yeah. Mainly because your friends are very protective, right? And I feel like your friends know your past. They know your history, especially if you were dating someone recently and like it was ending bad. They know more details about. Oh, girl, they're coming the for drama. you. They're coming yeah. for your new lover. They're more protective. So case, I yeah. feel like the friends is also. I'm gonna fucking just lay it out on the first time that we meet each other and say it as it is. Yeah. And I feel like that's where the major pep talk needs to come in. But also, the friends are the first ones to lose time. What and availability. Time? time is of the essence. What a time so they lose. When you are, there's only so much time yeah. in the day, right? Right. And when you have a significant person in your life, mm-hmm. and it can be treated sometimes as a threat to right. the amount of availability and time your friend has towards you, to, to you. Well, th- the thing is, is sometimes we choose our family, right? And friends are our family for a lot of people because people's family just I don't accept them. Maybe right. they've passed on, whatever the situation might be. So friends can also really have a lot more 
of the hard hitting questions is what I'm trying to say. Going into those scenarios and meeting the friends and meeting that inner circle or the chosen family is that you want to also build reassurance that you're not here to take this person away from them Mm. or that you're going to push those people out of their life. I like that. It's even more important for you to build relationships and to start to interact with their inner circle, their inner friendship circle, so that you can build this kind of more comfortable scenario for everyone involved so that you know that you're going to actually be having all these experiences and memories built together. Correct. Well, that's the point, right? You want to get along with your your friends and your family of your lover because if you don't, then you're going to really segregate yourself and then it's going to cause this massive division that's not going to be right. fun. You don't have to get along with everyone. You don't have to, no. But it's important to show that effort. I don't know, when I met all of your friends and family uh-huh. and everyone, like I really put an effort to get to know them, to like be on my best behavior. Agree. But also genuinely try to connect with them and find different ways and understandings on where we align. Right. And I obviously haven't aligned with every single person. No. But with a lot of people I did. I agree. built a, a, our own kind of close fr- friendship. It's about those initial dating experiences. That when you're in that very early phase of starting to introduce people. Yes. That's really specifically what I'm talking about. Not like meeting people later in the relationship. It's mm. meeting people within the first few months of that relationship. Yeah. So meeting the family during the holidays. Okay, what about it's holiday that? time? Let's carve into that. Yummy. Turkey. Let's talk about some food first because girl is hungry, girl. <laughs> I need some turkey. I need some roast potatoes and I need a salad and I need a drink. It's the only time of the year that I have any kind of cranberry anything at all. Cranberry, cranberry sauce, no. Cranberry. That's cranberry. not happening. That's not happening. Uh, it's just, I, I look forward to the cranberry. What kind of, like a cranberry juice? No, it's like a cranberry, like little reduction thing that you add to your turkey on the side. It's like a little Wait, sweet. Wait, it's like a sauce. It's like a sweet sauce no, on no, the no, side. No, 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 it's not happening. Yeah. I need like a gravy. I actually loved the canned, like gelatinous version of cranberry sauce. It's not even a sauce. It's like a formed jelly, like I love jelly. jam thing. But and it comes a, out of a can. And you just... I cannot have any... The sound that it would make as it came out of the can onto the plate. <laughs> it's the best. So listen, I cannot have any fruit with my meat. It doesn't doesn't align. Yeah, I can. I'm like Savory and sweet. I can barely have like a cranberry like little pop in my salad. Anyway. But it's a lot of food. Anyway. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving, holidays and Christmas. Christmas. A lot of eating coming up. A lot of eating coming up. I love Thanksgiving. I think it's a really nice tradition. And I think there's also this trend of Friendsgiving, which is also really fun. If you don't have family or your family aren't in town, you can make your own traditions instead of Friendsgiving, which is like everyone can come together, be thankful, express gratitude, reflect on the year that's happened and be thankful, especially in today's current world. There's a lot going on and I think it's definitely important to look back on your life and I'm sure there is something that you can be grateful for. With this holiday of Thanksgiving, it's a global thing. It's like everyone is using it as an opportunity to come together and sit down with your friends and family or your inner circle and share some memories with one another and share what you're grateful for. It's also this really heightened, anxious, complicated and high expectations. I also think it's stressful because it's like, who's going to host it? Then you're hosting it. What are you making? Who's bringing what? It's a lot of money. And their families, are you coming? Who's coming? You should invite your person. Do you have a partner yet? When are you getting married? When's the babies? Like it's a lot. It's like all the time where you're seeing all that random people in your family who are asking you all those really 
very personal questions, hard hitting questions, and you're just like, "What the f?" And then, and, and on the time, on top of it, you're introducing your partner for the first time. Other. Yeah, like it's a lot. So it can definitely be out of the movies with with Meet the Fockers. Right. Where you're introducing this person and it's coming into this really complicated, ridiculous family and lots of families are. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a sink or swim moment. It may be really great and really easy, but it, if you can stay respectful and if you can stay in that listener state of mind and you can still just be trying to authentically connect with one another, mm-hmm. it's the best way to navigate it. I agree. And I think that if you are feeling anxious or you're feeling stressed out or Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving overwhelms you, there are also different ways you can celebrate that don't have to be so overwhelming. Yeah. So I think that even as a gay person or as someone who's queer and you're coming into a scenario where you may not be celebrating Thanksgiving with your family, Mm -hmm. you may be opting for Friendsgiving, but you may be even opting for a gaycation, a gaycation, a getaway. Let's get away, darling. I would love the getaway. Even if you just want to take one year, like maybe you normally see the family every year and you normally do all these big traditions, maybe doing something a little bit different could be good. Yes, I agree. It's not maybe not good for everybody, but if you can take this opportunity to celebrate and travel or... I don't know. Just maybe do people want to go on. A, maybe people want to go to a party, or maybe people want to a go Thanksgiving circuit party. <laughs> the circuit party. Maybe they dress up as a turkey. I don't gobble, know. Gobble gobble. gobble gobble girl. <laughs> you know. Maybe people want to go watch the Macy's parade, the Thanksgiving parade. Yeah. Like there are a lot of different ways that you can still you can create your own Thanksgiving celebration. You basically. can create. That's the whole point of this, right? Like it doesn't have to be. You go to dinner and there's 50 people there or 20 people there, and everyone's bringing their own plate and. A, pumpkin pie and it doesn't have to be this whole thing i think we can reimagine or we can recreate this idea of how we celebrate thanksgiving yeah there's all of these thanksgiving parades all over america and maybe traveling to one of those cities with your significant other or even with like your small circle of friends or your own chosen family yep maybe you all meet in one place that's right go to chicago and see like this incredible christmas parade go to new york city indulge yourself in culture Okay, so maybe if the parade isn't your thing, you can just do, like you said, a gaycation somewhere fabulous, right? I love, we love a gaycation, let's be honest. Just a little Airbnb getaway, somewhere cute. But the problem with our gaycation is it always costs us so much. Now, we can always fall back on Palm Springs, just like a rosé by the pool. It's Palm Springs Pride right now, actually. That is beautiful. I love it. I wish we were there. I'm I'm down. Yeah. I guess you could do parties, like you said, circuit right. party. Yeah, I said do a party. Do a doof, doof, doof. But maybe you do that all the time. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe change it up a bit. Different, maybe do know? something a bit more it's wholesome. It's not the most wholesome environment. Oh my God, I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, maybe you could just host something small. Mm. Do a small Friendsgiving. Do a gay dinner. A gay dinner. Gay dinner. Like, just have a little small celebration. Mm-hmm. Or, and if you're ready... And if it's something that you think that you want to do and are ready to do, it's a great time to just come out, be yourself and tell everyone, this is me. And I'm proud to be me. I'm grateful to be me. I'm thankful to be me. I'm thankful for my buddy. Yeah. And love it. Love it. Step into it and own it. Yeah. You better work. Different ways to approach this holiday season. We love that. Okay. So after the plates are cleared. The plates are cleared. The dinner has been served. The goodbyes are said. We're leaving. We're done. It's time for reflection. Oh. Let's get into the debrief. The talk. So 
Let's not just be like, oh, that was fun, fun, or that was a nightmare. Let's talk about why. Let's talk about all the reflection, the feeling, the conversation. Let's, let's talk get about, deep. Let's get deep. Let's get deep after that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> let's get deep after that turkey and pumpkin pie. Girl. Girl. But, I'm going to bed, girl. Good night. Okay, so maybe you'll go to sleep. you yes, pass out. Yes. Lots of wine, lots of turkey, lots yeah. of food. No sex. <laughs> no, I'm a saint. But you wake up the next day mm. and do a little debrief. Yeah, you have to debrief. Talk about don't suppress any feelings. Don't suppress and hold on and let it boil up and it's going to explode later. I think very often in these scenarios, you'll notice that your partner may say something that you don't like yes. rather than your family. Yes. Maybe they try to dumb something down. Maybe they try to avoid a scenario because they're uncomfortable talking about it, but it made you feel awkward. Well, I think when you meet your significant others, family, friends, whoever it might be, you see it in your side to your partner. Yeah. Because they are in such a comfortable, safe environment that their family are, that's their dynamic and you're stepping into that. Yeah. So like you said, yeah, it might be grounds for actually something that your partner has said. You might love their family and friends, but you actually are like, oh, well, why did you why say, did it you like say that? this? You know, so it made what me was feel that like about? This. It presented me in this way. Right. Like, say if you feel uncomfortable, then there's a lot of trust, right, involved. Yes. And you don't want to break your partner's trust. Not at all. And you don't want to embarrass them or talk down about them or try to, you know, Never. make it a joke. No. Say, oh, I was just joking. Right. So I was talking about sense of humor before. Right. Like you really can't just say, oh, it was just a joke and you're being sensitive. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry how it made you feel. Like, no, it should be like, I'm sorry I said what I said. You said what you said. I can see how that made you feel and just apologize. I will change the way that I talk mm -hmm. and, and communicate about that again in the future. In the very initial meeting, it's important that that doesn't happen. No. Because then you don't feel like you can trust your partner. You well, you don't feel, feel like, like you've been thrown under the fucking bus. Yeah. And I think that you want to feel like you have support. a unit, a support, someone mm -hmm. that's got your back, yeah. especially in those early first interactions. Yeah. So I think that while meeting the family can be fun, right? It can be a massive learning curve for your next step of it's your a relationship. Curve. A place to have patience and navigate with one another. And that's why these debriefs are good because yeah. this is the time to just talk it out, put everything out there. Create like, a safe space, have open communication with no judgment. And just like on Housewives, when they say, just put it out there so we can move on. No, they have to say, you must be honest. I was just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, they go through these like ridiculous scenarios of terrible communication and then they just lay it all out and then they are able to move on. Right. <laughs> so I think that even in a small interaction and a personal mm. intimate family meeting scenario, you do need to talk about it after. Of course. And it's, I think it's the most important part. If you're trying to build yeah. a long-term relationship and you're introducing your significant other to your family, mm -hmm. those debriefs are so good. And those prep talks are so good because it's the, what happens before and after is important. that's the most important too. And also in the middle is what's important. Everything's important. Everything's important. Okay. So that brings us to the end of today's episode and we hope that you're walking away with some golden nuggets of wisdom. I mean, I love nuggets. <laughs> when it's your turn to meet the fam. Yes. And remember whether it's their family 
or your family, or even your family of friends. What matters most is the love and respect that binds us all together. And if things don't go as planned, that's okay too. Every experience is a step forward in our vibrant lives. That's right. So if you've got a meet the family story that's too good not to share, please slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter at Modern Gaze. We're all about those you can't make these stuff up moments and we'd love to hear them from you. Yes. So until next time, keep living authentically, loving freely and laughing often. I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this This is is Modern Modern Gaze. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Modern Gaze. We hope you're enjoying our podcast so far. Make sure that you follow, turn on alerts, and even turn on auto-downloads so that you get our episodes first. Our episodes come out every Tuesday and they stream anywhere podcasts play. 